to the podcast. This is your host, uh, Sylvester Stallone, and this is the Polarized Podcast. <laughs> I, uh, m- thank you, Mr. Stallone. I appreciate the intro. <laughs> well, thanks. Wow, you got Stallone just for that intro? Wow. I got, I, yeah, was, he's, doing, he, he's doing cameos, and I told him we need an intro. He can't stay, spot. though? Oh, we just cameos. Yeah, he's, uh, that was actually a recording. I know, so realistic. Oh, um, welcome okay. to the uh, <laughs> welcome to Polarized Pod. It wasn't actually me having a stroke. If anybody thought that and was concerned, um, well, yeah, I mean, it, you had nothing to do with it. We were both sitting here, and then Stallone just appeared. No, totally. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened. But just in case anybody thought otherwise, I'm just oh, like, they're like, oh, Brent, we're Brandon's supposed to introduce the podcast right, this week. Exactly. Why, this isn't this Brandon sounds weird this week. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So just don't worry. Um, but yeah, welcome <laughs> and thank you, Mr. Stallone. Again, thank you, uh, thank you, Mr. Stallone. Thank you, Sly. I, I mean, uh, I, he's always said that this is one of his favorite movies. That he's done and favorite podcast too yeah he yeah was, oh uh, yeah he, he did he did a he's pro a bono actually big polar bear and he's a yeah he's the biggest polar bear yeah uh but yeah so welcome this is polarized podcast this is uh two dudes shooting the shit mainly but really getting into the weeds on polarizing movies polarizing in the sense of rotten tomato scores so sometimes critics love it sometimes audiences love it or vice or and then the opposite is true, given who loves it. <laughs> that was a convoluted <laughs> way of saying that, but I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I wanted to, you know what? I wanted to put love forward. I think that's mentally what was happening there is that both of them love it. You know, it's just. Yeah. In, you know, in every situation, get, one of them. Somebody's, loves it. somebody's loving it. And in every yes. situation, one of them hates it. Yeah. So Mickey D's, if you're, you know, wanting, uh, yeah, just hit us up. We'll do it. We, we love things too. Um, and so do critics and audiences, but yeah, so this week we are talking about ants, uh, up at the top. I want to say that like this in this movie includes a, uh, really like it includes a person who has a very troubling history. And if anybody wants to stop now, uh, please feel free to do so. We're doing this movie. He didn't write this movie. He wrote a little bit of it, but he wasn't a main factor in this movie. We're going to be talking about Woody Allen. So if anybody out there doesn't want to hear anything to do with Woody Allen, which is understandable. um, Yeah. Just know that, but yeah, we're getting into ants with a Z with a Z. With a Z. Um, but yeah, before we like really get into it, I mean, you know, it's from uh, 1998. We, we, I mean, it's uh, we got a 92% critic score. We got a what is it? A was a 52% audience score. Mm-hmm. So critics love it. Audiences hate it. Yes. I couldn't imagine anybody picking this as their first listen to this podcast. But just in case it is, I'm Brandon. I'm uh I am uh, with my co-host or forever guest, as sometimes he's known as uh, Mr. James. And if this happens really to be get... your first episode, I am I am the forever guest. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I, I, uh, no, I come noted. I uh, yes, we we won't get into the the reasons why, but just know that I come back every every week, and I uh-huh. don't leave. Uh huh. Yeah, he's uh, pitching a tent in the polarized kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to usurp the 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 king host of his of his rightful heir but 
it is it right. is what it is i'm i'm uh i'm playing my hand i'm i'm kind of being somewhat of a little finger at, at the moment but it's uh it gets dicey in the polarized kingdom you know you know i shouldn't be revealing this to you uh el brandini <laughs> I, uh, yeah please great tell great, me your the whole great story brandini, so I can, uh, as, as many call you there's yeah I'm just taking notes over here yeah, yeah uh-huh okay so he's gonna, land. he's gonna thwart me mm-hmm, got mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. it okay yes he is <laughs> <laughs> you dirty devil <laughs> you i mean so, yeah i was gonna i was gonna slowly seeds uh so sow the seeds of oppression to the to the uh to the soldiers of the kingdom uh-huh sure and eventually enact my coup against uh the great brandini much like this right. movie much like uh, gene hackman in this movie oh man gene gene doing some real villainy work um I, he's got the voice to do it and i you know what uh he his voice was good and i would say there you know everybody's voice is good in that it's everything around that is the problem i mean it's <laughs> yeah he definitely fit the role i will say that it was somewhat alarming to hear him just cussing in a child's film <laughs> yeah it is even if it this was m- like damn and like bit bitching like you guys are bitching about this or something he, he said oh uh-huh, sure and it, i was just kind of caught off guard of like yeah, this is this is fucking Gene Hackman. Get, <laughs> yeah. get the fuck on board. He, he, and then his uh, underling uh, is Christopher Walken, which Walken, is just like, which what a power insane. duo. Dude, exactly. Can you imagine those two in the same room? To, like if they were actually I, just like acting together, like in the same room or something? Like I, I just kept thinking about that. Oh, totally. Yeah, it just really, yeah. And it, it, insult to injury is not only what I have really loved and enjoyed that as them together in person, but then we are on top of that performance of, you know, obviously they have dialogue in this movie together. Then it's just a disgusting looking visual that is always like present. Let's in, start with uh, that. Yeah, let's start with the visuals of yeah. this movie, what this movie looks like. And then maybe we can also move on to the the kind of context of of when this movie comes out. But sure, say, yeah, say I, you don't even know anything about that. We'll start there. Just you you're introduced to these characters and what they look like, and they look like dog shit. Like I don't know, they just they do not they do not look good, and I don't know why. And that's just like a very general vague way to put it. But to get deeper into it, I don't know why they need like to be so humanoid i guess just so we can relate relate with them but to the point where like they have these just very prominent cheekbones that mm-hmm. and then the sunken like eyes that are dark eyes. then they're, they're all brown you know it is it is i mean ants are brown ants. <laughs> but i but here's the thing that some I was, are purple I, that i was gonna get into my eventually all the soldiers you know, are we're starting like say you haven't seen this movie but say you have seen bugs life and you're like wow this movie came out within in the same year and they made this decision to make the ants blue and they look cartoony and fun. And, uh, and like they have like these kind of fun cartoony eyes that aren't sunken into their face. Um, they, they're just look way more jovial the majority of the time and innocent. And then you have the grasshoppers, which are, you know, a little more scary and greenish Brown and everything and look more like, uh, similar to these ants for sure. Accurate. Yeah. Maybe more accurate to what a grasshopper looks at. But this this is not going to be the first time I will consult Bug, Bugs Life because this is such a, a part of this. But just in general, if you didn't know about that movie, this movie is just a lot of browns. It's a lot of uh, just earth tones be, be, for sure. Yeah, beginnings of 
animation as well. The first, the first DreamWorks uh, animated movie. Yeah, and then we showed the trailer on the stream. It, it didn't even this movie is was so of first of the, of what was to come that they didn't even have the DreamWorks animation intro. It was DreamWorks plus PDI, which is like the the animation studio essentially, and Dreams DreamWork incorporates it and makes it a wing of their business. Um, DreamWorks started by uh, Steven Spielberg, Katzenberg, uh, Katzenberg. And Which then the, I, I know a little bit, just very little about the history of, of this movie and and why there was. And this happens in Hollywood uh, every now and then where the two movies will come out that are essentially the same. I, I Off the top of my head, maybe like The Prestige and The Illusionist were two that yeah. came out like mm-hmm. exactly the same time about uh, magicians. Right. But the deal with this one was. My limited, my somewhat limited understanding of of what happened was Michael Eisner fired Katzenberg uh, for whatever reason that uh, for being, for Katz- being, yeah, like oh, I don't know, whiny, whiny and and somewhat like uh, very two faced essentially. Oh, really? Like oh. Katzen Katzenberg wanted to, and he had had ideas and he wanted things to be his particular way. Maybe yeah, you, you should be a little bit more forgiving, but he does seem like an enormous asshole. So it's like, I'm not going to be too forgiving. Is that really it's Katzenberg wants to make his own shit. No one is letting him just do whatever he wants to do. He gets in a really uh, like confrontational relationship with Eisner and then okay. leaves. I I think. On and, then paper, he sue- and then he sues Eisner. Yeah. Right. And you know, some of the things that Katzenberg had was animation and CG animation in particular is going to be incredibly huge. And we need to start getting into this. And especially responsible for some of the goal. I mean, the golden age of, in terms of our childhood of, of Disney, you know, I mean, there's, Mm -hmm. you could consult different points of their, their career, but they were previously to, I feel like that run, they were kind of on the downswing. And then with his movies, like, what is it? Beauty and the Beast, exactly. Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King, all the all these movies. I don't know if maybe Lion King was a little bit past him, but all these movies mm-hmm. that were huge, huge for Disney and brought brought Disney to a to a point. And yeah, totally. Seeing and then to further this discussion, there was this discuss. There was this talk of of a movie about ants, um, and they had like a I think a loose script of some of some kind, a screenplay or, or something, and or just a general idea because what Katzenberg would do i forget the name the term that he would use but he would have these powwows with uh other creative types at disney and everyone would just come into a room and brainstorm ideas of what movies could be and like what mm-hmm. um what possible ideas and this was one of those ideas i guess that was brainstormed during one of those sessions and then it just kind of like gets moved along and then once all of this drama happens with katzenberg it's kind of a race of who can finish it kind of first. Mm-hmm. And you can, I don't know. It's like, especially with a studio that's starting out and everything and want to be on the cutting edge, you can kind of just feel that in this animation of like, they're really going for it. They're trying, but it's also, yeah, there's something that feels, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it feels rushed, but it's hard to fully um, establish that context when animation has gone so far past that. But you look back at something again, like Bugs Life at that same time, that arguably holds up better visually if we're still on the visual point. But 
that was just kind of like the history of, of some of the drama leading up to it and why there were two of the same movies essentially that came out this they're very they're very similar even the story as well mm-hmm. um instead of there being like a grasshopper group you know there's termites i guess in this one but it's really about the coup from within rather than mm-hmm. like an outside oppression it's like yeah all coming it's all corruption and and, and stuff like that um but did you to i mean 1998 oh, great brandini Mm-hmm. hanging out 19 1998 uh fucking shit up at we, we were at like eight years old around then right and, sure uh were you uh going to the theaters to see ants were you going going there to see bugs life were you a pixar head were you a animation dude i was not an ants person i remember ants coming out and i just i think <laughs> i was interested in it but i didn't care too much about it and then i think just the vehicle and of disney getting content to just children in general was stronger than dreams dreamworks at the time so i think probably through maybe a dvd or not oh 98 oh so you did see it through wow dvd sometime around then Ants a little bit later, but uh, bu- I'm sorry, but Bugs Life is something I would have gotten um, like it would have gotten to me sooner because I don't think I was going to see too many movies in the theaters at that time. I was seeing I was seeing some, but I think at eight years old, I wasn't seeing like, a, I, you know, it wasn't until like once you start getting like 13 ish that it's like you're going to I was going to movies often. Um and so, yeah, I don't uh, I don't recall seeing this in the theaters is what I'm getting at. Hmm. And I'd be curious, too, if there was anything on my parents from doing that, because it's must be such it must have been such an interesting experience for parents to to like be presented this movie, because at the time, the people who are in it are like, yeah, huge people, parents, huge cast. Who, parents are all about because they're in like um thrillers and like uh steamy like dramas and stuff like that where yeah let's let's go through woody allen sharon stone gene hackman sylvester stallone got a couple couple i was stone and stallone had a kind of stallone is like the evolution of, of stone get like for lopez sharon stone is evolving sharon stone evolved to <laughs> Stallone, Sharon Stallone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, yeah, Christopher Walken, Danny Glover, Dan Aykroyd, and Bancroft, J Lo, John Mahoney. Um, oh, he was the drunk guy. Oh, love him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot. And then I was also going to mention. Did you know that the, the these whites? Uh, I assume they're brothers. The writers. They wrote another one of our movies. Can you guess yep. that movie? Brandon, Eric and Tim Johnson, uh, Chris White's and Paul White's. What other movie? Oh, that's of, the director of the I'm sorry. the right. Uh, two of the guys on the writing team wrote one other. Don't don't cheat. I'm not cheating. I will. I'll give you uh, how many Can guesses you, you want. I just want a hint. You want a hint? Oof, yeah. oof. Um. So, okay, it's. Uh, I'm trying not to give you too strong of one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of bumbling going on in it from the main character. 
it's not jingle all well no we didn't talk about jingle all the way mcdonald's mix is discussed Mm. (laughs) maybe i can give a year i'll I'll give you i'll give you a, a year and then maybe maybe that will help um let's see what what year did did this one come out 2002 their big follow-up to ants came out in 2002. It starts with an A. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna gonna give you a strong hint here. You ready for the strong hint? It's not about a girl. It's about a boy. It's about a boy, and they helped write about a boy in 2002. So this is like their big really? follow-up to Ant. Yeah. That, see, I would not expect you to guess that one. So it's. Whoa. I don't. I don't blame you, but. I was doing That's a little crazy. Uh, yeah, I was doing a little. That is insane. <laughs> I was doing a little IMDb perusing. So it's like these guys are writing like adult romantic. Like there's some serious stuff that goes on and about. It. There's, I don't. It's a great. I we both enjoy that movie from my memory. But thinking about oh, Tony, yeah, no. Tony Collette's character and some of the adult themes. I don't know. You can write a kids adult. movie as well, but that's where their well kind of is at least. So just the. And if we can even talk generally, there's a lot of adult themes in this movie. And if oh I can, my God, if I can yes. talk about my history with the movie, yeah, please. Well, just very briefly, it's not like anything big, but I do remember seeing it generally seeing it in theaters. Like I remember 97, 98, I think it was a big year, a couple of big years for movies for me, like of like lost world, Batman and Robin, like movies that are like bad now, but like, I just remember like seeing them in theaters and having an amazing time. Um, as like a seven, eight year old scene, like dinosaurs and Batman, um, and stuff. But for whatever reason I was taken to this movie and as an eight year old, I just remember, I remember liking those two movies, not like the best movies, but I remember watching this movie and not liking it Yeah, or just like being indifferent. At least there was never, it's like, I still got to see a movie that was fun, but I, the only things, excuse me, the only things that I remember are like the scarring violent parts of this movie. When I think about as a grown, grown adult, like mm-hmm. all I can think about in my memory of that movie was he, he picked up a decapitated head and talked to it. Talked to it. And it talked and, back to him. And, yeah. and it talked back to him and the magnifying glass part of a guy like gloves. burning, burning alive by looking. Yes. He's like, it's so beautiful. I just, those are the only two things that I remembered of this movie was like, there was a big war with termites and some dude gets decapitated and a guy gets like burned alive with a mag- magnifying glass. And then I like had fond, mem- fond memories of Bugs Life of just a feeling. If you're a kid, you remember a feeling of like, Oh, I had a great time during that movie. Unless there's something big that happens. And in answer, those are the big things that happened. It was like, I was just remembering not either feeling indifferent or just kind of like, that wasn't like a fun time. That was like dark. I don't know. And, and watching it now, did you find it funny at all? No, I didn't. It is. It's really dark. It's really dark. Especially the and it's also pretty like just uh, it's so pessimistic and hard to deal with for the first like 45 minutes of it when when they start going on essentially when uh z and sharon stone start going on the journey to insectopia like all of that is like a bummer yeah it's it's z bummer after bummer yeah 
totally like pessimistic. Like, yes, there is a sense of self-discovery that's happening, but he just like hates shit. And it's him talking about things he doesn't like and how people just like don't get it. And it's all just really sometimes mean a little bit um, commentary on just, yeah, the kind of what existence you know can uh, yeah can be if you don't have a sense of individualism and there is such a monotony and oppressive nature to just existing and living in a society mm-hmm. and yeah it like really gets uh yeah it just it, it talks about that a lot and none of the, like yes Jennifer Lopez is is nice but there's not really a whole lot of her like she's she's just kind of responding to things Z saying there's not really so much about what her motivations are or any depth to her character. Really, the only depth you're getting is Sylvester Stallone's character. And he's awesome because he brings a nice like, yeah, in my mind, he was my favorite character because he just his he was very well natured and he did he at the same time uh, like stood up for the things that he believed in which was kind of pivotal to z i guess as more standing up and less taking abuse but yeah like the Sylvester movie itself Stol- has like the tone the tone you're talking about isn't just z i think it really is almost the movie in general and when you see like right there's like montages of kind of how things work after the opening of him talking to the therapist about why, how much he hates his life and how much he hates like just yeah almost like being nihilistic about about the whole process and then coupled with that it's almost interesting yeah it's but then you have like the other workers are just like we love work oh this is like some of them are like this is the best job ever oh this is this is great um which is just like almost everything is just flat and and straightforward but when yeah. I say the movie's tone is kind of pessimistic, yeah, I think of like the there's like montage of like the queen, the queen herself. It just looks like reticent and complacent, and just like I just Point have to, the I just have to give birth. Yeah. Like I'm just, she's just yeah. drained. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's if totally they're making the characters very humanoid, yeah. and she has humanoid expressions, and she's just like giving birth constantly and kissing the baby on the yeah. on the forehead and then passing it off and it's oh my just God. like over and over again while she's having a conversation and then the baby comes out and then it's like you're given a a a, a, a pickaxe if you're a worker you're given a hat yeah. helmet if you're a soldier and then it's mm-hmm. just kind of like yeah it's this sort of how are we supposed to have fun in this universe how are we, how are we supposed to right. well hopefully we have a character who's able to rise above this oppression or something and he, I guess, I mean, he does. I just, I'm just so like resonating with like the last thing he says in the movie. And I know that's like way jumping ahead, but his, his arc is just like, it's ironic and kind of like counterintuitive almost and contradictory, but it also fits like this. He is kind of like, a piece of shit like selfish piece of shit almost and then i think i'll just mm-hmm. i'll just say the line at at the end so you so i'm more clear about what i'm talking about um he, he's like i'm right back where i started this time but i chose it mm. wow 
So it's like, he, he's, he's saying to the audience at the end that he's made no progress. It's just that he's okay with it now. And that's yeah. just, such, that's, such well, a, it, that's such a weird sort of thing to be left on, I guess. Cause it's just like, I, I don't know. It just, he did him, him understanding his own wants and needs isn't fully clear. He's just being negative. Cause he's like, he's Woody Allen. And it's, it's like doing this whole kind of Woody, Woody Allen, bit the whole movie and he's just kind oh, of stammering yeah. and being like critical of, of, about the process and about, about people, I, I guess, ants. And it, 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 it just drags the movie down further because there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of characters that are just uh, already downers. And you're right. That Stallone is kind of just like, Hey, I'll be a soldier. I'll be a worker. Like it's cool. Um, and yeah. then like, his and then the romantic side between him and his mate was way more affectational is that a word yeah and 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 more like just got that point driven home of like the humanity and the and and the nature there that can rise above um whatever's going on and that kind of spoke way more than the two main characters who yeah, it's almost like what is the movie like Romancing the Stone or something where they're just like unwilling participants on this adventure together that sure. kind of like are getting getting at each other the whole time. But again, I, I, I'm, I'm just circling around the fact that this is like a dour tone of a movie. The characters themselves are, are not happy the majority of the time and there's no clear set goal of what he wants besides i guess just like get to insectopia but that's only thrown thrust upon him at this bar like that's kind of very just haphazardly done and then that's his whole thing um yeah so anyways yeah i'm I'm going on you you know me and i go on my rants rants. no no uh it it brought up something that i definitely want to talk about because we're obviously going to make comparisons like you said at the top about uh bugs life in this movie because they are so similar and a a point of comparison that i would make given what you're talking about is is that there are aside from j-lo and um salone there's the conflict is about saving the colony and there isn't any allegiance or people that other than two characters out of the group that we really care about. Mm -hmm. Like I just Mm -hmm. remember bugs life where flick loves everybody in the colony. They have kind of like a, you know, a great grading uh, there, you know, they find him grading because he's just so enthusiastic and so a a chipper about life and wants to like do the right thing. It's almost opposite. Yeah. It's definitely opposite and it makes you so care so much more about saving the colony. But when a lot of the plot is predicated on, we have to save the colony and you're just like, well, this character doesn't really care about it. Right. The switch is also really not deserved well. And so abrupt, like there's something pulling like and bugs like back to save the colony for that to be such mm-hmm. a wonderful thing for him to do. And it just seems like Z just is like, I really want to get out of here. And it's exciting. Like the best, uh, some of the best part of the movie is when he's like pumped about getting out of there. And yeah. I feel claustrophobic <laughs> in the anthill. I want to see what, what's what the outside world looks like. Totally. And yeah, like that dour tone is so 
like a misstep in this movie. And so to get back to like the Katzenberg of it all and kind of my realization of the energy that I'm getting and the, how I would articulate the type of like attitude that people would have is similarly to Shrek, which is a Katzenberg thing is, is that it's like coming from the dad's perspective and it doesn't, it's not really considering a lot of what the kids feelings are. It's like, I have this Mm. attitude about life and I want to get that out, Mm -hmm. but I'm, that's more important than my child having fun. Mm. Like my, my opinion matters more. Mm. And there's so much of that energy in this movie where I want to just, isn't it funny? Like, isn't it kind of like fucked up how, you know, we, people go, you know, we uh, have people go to wars for things that don't matter, how we just work at a job that we don't care Mm. about. And it's like such mature dad shit to like have in your animated and that's it. You can have it that can. Be, be elements and themes and, and aspects of, of, of a kid's movie. Right. Absolutely. But you're, that's what the movie is about is like power struggle and political <laughs> upheaval and existential crises that you could have. Sure. About, yeah. That's, that's how the movie starts. Purpose. <laughs> like philosophical shit. And, <laughs> and, and like, <sighs> As as a kid, you you like that outcast. That's that's fun. But when yeah, you when he comes back at the end, he, he's just he's just going back to where he started, and he's okay with it, and he's only doing it. Why? Because he's, he's got a boner. Sex. Yeah, which is such a Woody Allen thing where he's so driven by like he has such a libido, and that's part of his character of like. And there's nothing wrong with like discovering love in somebody and then that being a driving force into like you you know doing whatever like rising to the occasion but yeah like it just it's a hard hat to hang like it's a hard place to hang your hat on if you're not gonna fill out the rest of the shit with stuff to care Mm, about because like if it just seems like all this am wants to do is get laid and just like kind of not work then it's (laughs) What kind of character are we rooting for here? I know, man. When it was going from like scene <laughs> to scene, I was like, man, these are dramatic scenes. Like all the Christopher Walken and Gene Hackman coming up with stuff, and then Gene Hackman going oh, to sure. going to the Queen, and then being like married, like uh, engaged to the princess, and they don't like each other. And there's just a lot of icy tension between everybody, and then just yeah like some some adults adult stuff like i don't know like salone like looks up and down at at uh is that is that j-lo is it's j-lo and salone oh j-lo and salone he's like yeah. looking at her legs and stuff I, it, it is it is what it is but it's just like you notice i i guess i notice some stuff more now as you know watching watching it now there's just like some lines i know you i always like to do like lines at the end but there's just like some real like did they really say that? Like, when, okay, so when they're at the, they're, they go to the bar at the end of the workday and the princess is kind of like, kind of like a Jasmine, right? She wants to be like a princess of the people, it seems like more so. And she's curious about like how the workers and, and, the, and the soldiers and stuff live. So she like sneaks off and goes down to the bar. Um, Which is, but, yeah, very, 
kind of classic thing. I think we've seen that a lot. That's essentially like Romeo and Juliet, right? Is that there is like kind of coming away from the castle or your parents or whatever and going mm-hmm. into where everybody else is to do, you know, mature and discover yourself. So yeah, that's the people are. I mean, maybe that's different, but she just, yeah, she, I, she wants legs. Yeah. And, but continue. So. Oh no, there was just this one line that he was like talking to, I think Stallone about, and there's just something about like, we're just like mindless zombies capitulating to an oppressive <laughs> system is one of the lines in this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh, one of the lines uh-huh. in, in this, in this children's movie is like, man, the, we're the, we as the working class has to rise up, which I mean, like that's the bugs life thing too, but it's just like really like similar stories and you're able to have those things and have it be a, a bugs life. There are adult themes maybe like, you could argue with totally that one are. too, but yeah. they are shrouded when fun. There's fun to be yeah. had in that, you know, and there's like scenes where, yeah, there's like char- interesting characters that are different from each other. And then when you have the ladybug guy, who's like, uh, I always have this Berenstein bears thing in my mind where it's Danny DeVito voicing it, but it's not, I don't think. Um, or like the it's, Mandela, um, Mandela effect sort of thing where I always imagine like Danny DeVito talking as the ladybug, but it's not, uh, but that's like the, that's the angry, like surly character kind of, or the flea in that one. There's like some surly characters that are, that you, that you have to like convince them to come around, but you're just watching the main character, like trying, trying to convince himself to come around. And, and I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, the Stallone is, is the heart, is the heart of the movie. But anyways, yeah, they're, I guess they're at that bar scene. They, this is where you get the meet cute of everyone. Everyone decides to dance to a song um and z says nay this song sucks this is like like, the most like is boring arrangement of a song i've i have heard and i could not believe that it was it was like i I get that it's like maybe trying to point of it i know it's trying to illustrate it's like everyone dance the same it's a very like marching sort of song but it's it's like it's badly produced though there's like a better i don't know there's a very that's i know i get i get the point that's what they're trying to illustrate but there's there's better ways it was it was i did not like the song (laughs) sure yeah because i mean it's just it it, i think too you kind of alluded to it at the towards the beginning of this discussion but like there's not a lack of care there like i get that the song in the situation needs to be boring but it's not like really taking the time to make it boring it almost seems like it's just boring just because it needs to be boring and then moving on we're on to the next thing whatever and it's not like how we pick a very you know uh a noticeably boring like or has some type of real uh, yeah it was almost like no choice. Like attention, you could have made, like, yeah, made a choice, right. but it's like, no, we'll just go with nothing. Like I, I and uh-huh. it was a real nothing song. And I, I don't know. It's one thing. It's like, yeah, if, if they all dance the same, but it's like, they, they look like they're enjoying themselves and at least have yeah. a song that's like doing that. But then it, they uh, have the meet cute. And then they decide he's like, Oh, I'll dance now. Um, and all this is just so very Woody Allen. And I was, yes. I was trying to think like how hard it was for animators to animate him speaking. 
his voice, I mean, because there's a lot of stammering. There's a lot of under his breath sort of stuff. There's a lot of pauses and, and starts and, and pauses again. And I think I, I will I commend that because it seemed like very smooth, at least with some of the, the mouth stuff, because I was mm-hmm. just like, man, he's not enunciating. He's not like speaking <laughs> yeah. clearly. He's like doing the Woody Allen thing. I'm not going to do the Woody Allen impression. We already had the best impression of Stallone ever to, uh, tonight. So we can't, I can't, I don't know what you're talking about. That was Stallone. Oh yeah. My, my, my bad. Uh, I wish I could do a, it's a, the cameo. It's fine. Yeah. It was the, it was the cameo. You know, I, I, uh, I wish I could just do, do either one, but I, I won't. Could you do a Woody try. Allen? Huh? Could you do a Woody Allen? I, could I, I try? I, no, nah, I, I don't want to. Don't, don't make, don't make me do it. Don't make yeah, me do okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. Yeah. But that's tough. I guess I was just considering like what that would, it's like, yeah, you just gotta. Did you see this? Did you see the, any of the shrink next door on Apple TV? Cause it's Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd both doing a Woody Allen impression the entire show. Oh my god! <laughs> Essentially, they're just, I mean, they're just they're playing Jewish men in like in I don't know New York and in New York. Yeah, they're just you know it's it's that whole thing. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, do that's it. fine. Um, but they're Ellen. They're also drinking. I was like, oh, that drink looks kind of good until you realize that it's like, yeah, I don't want to drink through the anus of another creature. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, oh poop? no. <laughs> I like the green. I think I like the green color because it was just so brown and dark. And I was like, "Ooh, what's this green thing?" I was just drawn oh. to it, like a moth to flame, if you will. Um, but mm, totally, they have their meat cute. The stupid fucking youch thing that I don't give a fuck about that they constantly keep bringing back up of him like stubbing his toe and saying "youch" and then like "youch." Oh, that's going to be the inside joke that we're going to continue to say and ascribe meaning to uh, that I refuse. I just refuse to except that means anything because <laughs> this movie doesn't mean anything to me oh, anymore. Yeah. anymore either. So was, yes. I'm just like, I turned off of this movie so quick. I mean, not to like too, spoil anything, right? Like of reviews and stuff, but like I turned off, man. And ha- like, it just dragged at, at that point when I was like already done. So, um, but mm-hmm. you know, that's the, those, those two are, uh not happy with their lives in their own ways and then they're put together like there's structure to the story here it like plays out and like a very structured thing all the yep. characters like serve their purpose they're all very flat stereotypical sort of things kind of i guess and but like yeah the main character is just like is woody allen it's just woody allen is in the main mm-hmm. is like the main character it's uh, there's no other way to put it and there's just a that i think they really leaned into that side of things of just the ethos of him and how he because just i don't know it's weird it's like did they have him in mind when they were writing the movie it just seems like so catering to his because to who he is in his past and his movies and everything and how he comes off but uh the reason for that is is that i i would i can't remember exactly if they had him in mind i think he was I, I yeah possibly but what I do know is is that Woody Allen did rewrite his a lot of his lines there it to is fit, there it to is to fit his okay. voice that ex- mm. that ex- that explains enough that, I mean it could be more yeah. of that that explains absolutely enough and I can only mm. imagine that the work that <laughs> made for the animators because <clears throat> he's like oh, there's like perfectly written line that you can just please like enunciate and he's like 
mm, <laughs> no, I'm gonna add a little more. Yeah. Like, just a lot of them kind of energy and um yeah and it's just it's just such a i don't know such a part of it and i i don't know even with like sharon stone just like that kind of like looks like sharon stone almost maybe maybe it's the she's got such prominent cheekbones um i was wondering how if that that was that played any any part in it uh even when you think about like shrek or or something like that it's like I i don't know it's like just does Cameron Diaz look like Princess Fiona? Like, did with Shrek was Chris Farley like because it was originally Chris Farley that was gonna play gonna play Shrek? It's like were they trying to, I don't know, get a bigger guy because Shrek was gonna be whatever. I'm I'm going going into a different mm. different place, but yeah, they uh, they meet. He's like obsessed with her. He convinces Stallone to switch places with him the next day um, while he's straddling him in bed. He's like, it's like three a.m. Yeah. He's like Stallone wake up i got something to tell you we're switching jobs tomorrow i'm in love with the princess and then this was like the one chuckle i think i kind of got out of the movie was this part was like he's like uh you get just like you know how much trouble you'll get in for uh-huh. switching positions or whatever and he's like do you know do you know how much trouble you'll get in for talking about it do you know how much trouble you'll get in for listening to someone talk about it and it zooms out and everyone's like <laughs> listening in and then they all go back to sleep. That was great. That was a great little piece of like visual comedy that was like really sharp. And the pacing was like on point. Um, nice. And it was fun. Yeah. And uh, like he's, he's hatching a plan. Like there's, there's this plan to try to romance the princess. And, uh, and then the movie just takes this turn at this point, because this is when uh, if, I don't know if you had anything to say about that, but this is when the termite, war starts gene hackman's character wants to take like the most dedicated and loyal people to the queen send them on a suicide mission to get rid of them so that he can enact his coup and not have any opposers who are who are going to stop him so he sends out like all these um, amazing soldiers like nice people like nice ants you know you got danny glover that's that's there that's uh um, amazing yeah that's marching marching along with him and he's just being super nice to z he's just trying to get the- getting him psyched up mm-hmm. very starship troopers just oh yeah, uh, that, yeah. the whole whole sequence totally. of uh preparing to fight get bugs. like l- let out and fight these bugs there's the conversation about how deadly they are and z is just you know, just a nervous, bumbling idiot being like, oh, I didn't sign up for this. You get a lot of that kind of, uh, you know, comments from Z mm-hmm. and like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. And um, yeah, I think. So I would say this is probably the best for the kid audience is honestly is what's coming up. The problem is, is then it's let's have a conversation with your, you know, your friend who's now completely dismembered and then you're just talking to his head then that's like zips back into really adult but i think kids would be into like oh there's like a a bug battle that's happening and i think that bug war would be intriguing for a kid it was scary i just remember being scared and like it being like intense and like it's yeah it's like saving private ryan level Mm -hmm. of like battle and it's and then, then even, you know, we've watched a few nineties movies recently. We watched Armageddon and, you know, it got me thinking about Titanic and disaster movies and stuff like that. 
And even at the end with all the water and all the coming in and all the ants like freaking out. I don't know. Yeah. It was just like stuff that was more prevalent or that type of imagery was more just a, a part of an, of uh, movie language at that time. I, I oh, feel sure. like of, of kind of exemplifying that. But as far as leaving the anthill, I thought there was some good, really good uh, setups for shots of like them. And I was really excited to get out of the hill, but them, them yeah, walking out and seeing the termite thing in the distance and all the ants marching on. And they're all singing the, yeah and uh like very song this is a very solemn dark thing still it's like yeah. very it's like scary dark i don't know something something bad's gonna happen and it immediately goes bad and there's acid that comes out of the big termites faces like they're not they're just like savages these termites they don't talk or mm-hmm. anything it seems like they're just they're just savages and these ants are i guess the civilized uh over across the way in their hill and the termites are this like are these savages um it just got me thinking i was like oh i I guess the termites aren't smart the the ants are um and they're yeah they shoot acid out of their head they like murder all the ants uh z pulls like a bilbo and the hobbit and just like falls through a hole and is knocked out throughout the whole battle He's like covered by a termite. He gets mm-hmm. into the into a battle which Danny Glover saves him. Yeah, Danny Glover's a badass. Yeah. Danny Glover is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so he gets like <laughs> covered by a termite into a hole or whatever, mm-hmm. and is able to like essentially escape all the other draw. Uh, you know, getting killed and all the rest of the fight. It cuts from this to the Stallone meet you with J Lo. And that was a scene that was like a really yeah. hard transition. Yeah. That was a really hard transition for me because it was like totally. the most heartfelt, kind of funny, like sweet moment. You know, he like looks up her up and down and whatever. Yeah. But like Stallone, and she's got a great attitude. Stallone yeah, like, he's a- like, and then he's like, I'm gonna grab two pickaxes. This is fun. Like <laughs> this, I love that scene. <laughs> and then oh. I like the foreman is like got a funny sort of thing going on where he just like I like the idea of ants being very simple minded, you know, of just kind of yes, like, I do, yeah. and I guess it's kind of funny about someone being like, man, this job rules. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like you don't know. I'm going to take this thing and just defeat the shit. <laughs> you don't know yeah. anything else. Like there's no other yeah. option, no other job available, but you're still just like, man, given any other option, I'd still pick this job. This fucking rules, man. I love, <laughs> but so they they have that nice little moment in the. It's midst. like a Lego movie. Um, what's Chris Pratt's character in that? I can't. Like remember the master the builder, he wants. The he master turns yeah, out the master to be builder master, guy. Master builder, but he's like the most like boring normal guy. Or but uh, everything yeah. he does is awesome. Like he lo- he you know he loves saying hi. He loves getting up. Mm-hmm. It's just there's it's the cracks start to happen, which is the foil for that. But like, well, it's also all the what's, shit. Who's this is like an unwilling hero this this character you know it's oh like, my who, who, God, like yeah. i'm trying to think of like other characters that might fit the bill but it's like when you have a character oh and that's lego movie fucking rules and that and and, and that's an that's an example of something that bridges the gap will, will ferrell plays the dad in that movie and then at the end there's like a fought there's the whole move end of the arc of that movie is like a father and son coming together um oh, not like amazing. the father being like you know, son, there's things like war and oppression and workers' rights and 
you you got to stick up for your own individuality if you want to, or if not, you can just work your nine, I don't know, nine to five and be right back to normal as long as I, I don't know, you, you have a different person you kick the person who who's running it out i, I don't know it's it, i'm sorry i'm i'm not expressing the the points of, of this right but i and i went way too into lego movie i'm just saying that like there's better examples of kids movies that bridge the gap between exactly. adult and child and you can have that but this is just way more just adult and like i, I don't know it's I, when you have this cast in the in the sound booth i i don't know it probably just comes across as like Hey, say this, say this line, uh, Christopher. I don't know. Actually, he's got fun, kind of a funny voice. You're trying to make someone laugh or something like, I, I don't know. Gene Hackman can't really make you laugh or Woody, Woody Allen. It's just like, as a kid, you kind of need, want to know what they're saying and ha- kind of have more of a punchiness to the, to the jokes and stuff. And things just weren't landing. Um, yeah. And, uh, Yeah, because I mean, I would just say to the again, coming back to like who this is for, what should the like what is an effective use case of because every now that, you know, now at this age, you know, I'm noticing it more is that. You know, parents will talk to other parents about kids movies because they're watching them and they a comment always coming from parents is you know what it's fun for adults too yeah yeah that's such the the qualifier yeah in such a qualifier where then another parent's like oh okay i'm sick of watching you know (laughs) paw patrol (laughs) give me something with some comedy in it you know and then then you know on paper they're like oh stallone you need need that lord and miller combo man they know how to do it but yeah that's again it so this isn't a kid's movie but and so if that's the case, then yeah, I don't know. It's like, you're, you're not, you're not doing anything well. You're, you know, you're trying to do too much and yeah, you're not succeed. You're a master of none. Um, and because yeah, as a, because then it, as an adult, you're like, this isn't for my child. Like why would <laughs> I make the decisions? Like, yeah. And I like, and I'm not going to watch this alone. Cause and I don't want to watch this again because it's yeah. a fucking cart, <laughs> right? You're just like, I would have loved to have seen this if these people were in this movie. I guess I wouldn't have loved that they're getting out of an anthill, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, replace. okay, let's rewrite this movie, replace the anthill with a hotel, and then let's do <laughs> hotel, and then Inse- Insectopia is a strip club. <laughs> 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 and then we got ourselves a fucking movie right you know it's like uh yeah at the penthouse you have the queen and she's you know i don't know the wife of the ceo and then that's eugene hackman okay anyways i'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not gonna pitch you know the update the better version of ants but well i kind of am um just go all yeah just go all the way sure and uh so yeah this movie isn't funny I know you've brought that up. I agree with you. Like this movie, this movie isn't funny. And so, you know, and that's, I'm saying that too, because yeah, if this is for adults, then like really kind of get into like some funny jokes and it just, I, it, yeah, 
I don't, I didn't find anything that there, really there that weren't funny. like there's no there's no setups and and payoffs. There's just kind of like dry sort of conversational sort of awkward sort of shit that you would see in I don't know like Manhattan or 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 whatever like one one of like Woody Allen movies or or something like that. And it just I I don't know it you I I just couldn't couldn't believe what was happening watching this movie i feel like because i'm like i don't understand this feeling that i'm having of watching something that is so dry looks bland and and dark and boring sounds boring and just has like this the structure of the movie is there like the bare bones of like what a movie is 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 there but there's no fun to be had there's no like special trimmings to to make it worthwhile to watch and as it happened in front of me, I was just counting down the minutes until it fucking ended because it, it's, wow. it's just, it was, it was a drag man. And like, and if I can clarify, it's like, yeah, I, we, I like Lego movie. I like, I, I, I will watch a kid's movie. Like I, I didn't finish it, but I, I threw on Mitchell versus the machines yet the other night and had a great time. Uh, I'm definitely going to finish it, but I watched like the first half of it. It's great. All those like cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Um, I, I love, I love these movies and especially, you know, Pixar and, and all this stuff like, and it doesn't help that I've been doing a little Miyazaki run lately too. And it's just, it's just kind of like there's, and then you see bugs life and everything. It just screams fucking cash trick cash grab man. Or it just, it just mm-hmm. screams of, of like just, just doing something because you can rather than mm-hmm. because like you are inspired. Like it, it just, this doesn't. The whatever inspiration that's coming to this just seems like it just seems serviceable to tell what story they had, but I it's the ants, man, they do not look good. Yeah. <laughs> to put it simply. Some, yeah. Kind of a parallel I'm starting to make in my mind is like to the Michael Bay of it, where this just like with I think why Shrek is so continues to be popular is that Shrek like shits on Disney movies and Mm. makes these you know pokes fun at what a a conventional uh plot not a yeah like a conventional plot or uh, stereotypical characters that are seen in you know and because we're going like there's a transitioning that a transition that's happening starting with this movie of 2d animation and disney 2d animation of storytelling yes there i'm i don't want to discredit that there's plenty of also smaller studios making really great animated movies but the prevailing animated movie that or in style is a disney animated movie and we're getting into like the mtv era like we're you know there's conversations happening at a high level of these companies about how do we capture this particular youth demo or how do we stay relevant and having those conversations about long-term goals of their company because i mean you can easily add that level pitch well kids really love video games here's the kind of stuff you're seeing in video games let's do kind of realistic have some war elements little it and then create know, a video uh, game uh, uh, about the movie and, cre- <laughs> and then create a you know and package that all together and what have you um and 
it's so interesting how that ages, I guess, because I think there's such a what's tr- like what it, ah it's hard i'm trying to cons- uh, trying to articulate like they want to be cool ants wants to be the cool version yeah, of the bugs life story totally. you know like the bad and, boys they're the rolling stones to the beatles or something. Eh, they're not that cool but yeah they're trying to yeah, be this movie's not that cool they're trying i you, you know you could argue better with Shrek that that's a more Rolling Stones of it's because it's of a higher caliber, mm. which I think they did learn from this, you know, this movie to because let's visually what happens between ants and Shrek is enormous. You know, there are some inklings of it because Shrek definitely has some like things holder truer to humans in that. Or like you know what humans actually look like, but there then, is some there's some edge to that you know, mm-hmm. totally yeah, and I, and it's an unwilling hero, and it's somebody that doesn't like the world that that he's in, or like or he doesn't like the people or the the thing, doesn't want anyone to bother him. He just wants to be alone, and they're which is able, a very teenage angsty thing, and they're able to have that. I don't know. The whole movie is about this this ogre, mm-hmm. and he's like. May, I don't know. Maybe it just works because he's like, "Oh, it's an ogre, and ogre's not going to be pleasant." But that, I don't know. That arc is 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 fun. Uh, it's it's probably it's hard to completely compare the two movies, but to compare those elements is fair because there's I don't know. There's one right there of like an unwilling hero that goes mm-hmm. on a journey and does it for selfish reasons, and then yeah, ends up turning falling around in love yeah, yeah falling in love and, and coming and um, rising to the occasion mm-hmm. for that person and understanding their own self-worth you know and that that old chestnut <laughs> <laughs> and taking down <laughs> an, an oppressive regime regime you know by uh-huh, uh, sure far quad um you know it's it, and it's just i can see of course a new studio just starting their first animated movie something that was born out of it's like a half birth of a movie i don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it just it's 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 a a stepping stone to the future of dreamworks it's interesting to see this as like a node in film history in terms of like almost the stuff around it is more interesting than the actual movie and Mm -hmm. then and like the story and why it exists and it's contextual comparisons to bugs life as well as the spawning of DreamWorks, arguably kind of like more interesting but we are at the part that scarred me as a child um i believe is we go back from stallone oh, red alert <laughs> we should have a, like a <laughs> sound. <laughs> drama alert drama yeah. alert drama alert <laughs> okay clip that <laughs> i wonder if there's any other movies we've done i'm sure there i'm sure there is that's um, the our that's our first segment that we do is trauma trauma alert. Alert. oh my god, oh my god. if there was going to be I'm, rufio dying came to mind but that, oh yeah but i saw that, oh. that movie for the first time within the past year and now i'm traumatized as a grown man from rufio dying that sucks um uh the glory hole and oh no we <laughs> the sweetest thing is a lost episode sorry I'm oh that's don't bring up the lost episode <laughs> yeah. the sweetest thing that's lost to time 
I'll have to pull up. I want, I think I still have the file where it's just your audio. And so there'll be this whole, there's, there's your thoughts are out there somewhere to, to exist. Wow. I'll just, I'm I'll, just, it's I'm like gonna, a I'm, mad man rambling. Into, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to like listen to it and I'm going to try to respond to it as oh I would have. <laughs> that is so And then release it cool. like that and see what happens. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> Oh, what happens? It's like having a conversation with a ghost. Yeah, or like a like a bot or or a tape recorder. I don't know. Um, oh, definitely a tape recorder. <laughs> Nailed that. It's one, essentially yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that so is exactly what's happening. Z Z gets up from his hole and comes out and sees a desecration of the termites and the ants. Everyone has died. I don't know how it happened, but everybody is is vanquished, and both sides are both done. Side, yeah, except very for him. Cut. Yeah, very. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's like, or the, uh, the there's no termites. Convenient. Left or, very, convenient. <laughs> some would yeah. say. Yeah, you would. You might. You might say so. Yes. And how he got out under the from that hole, we didn't see that part, but he's out. Um, yeah. Whatever. And. Uh, <laughs> All right. I, I will. that's the that's the ad, that's a great attitude to have about this movie Dude. i'm gonna include that in my review <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could say that more uh but i've done if you want to just, yeah, so just care shit. less <laughs> yeah i'll find i'll find those moments to, to not care as much but this was something that is like the only thing that i remembered of the movie was like oh ants that's the one yes where z comes out he sees uh Arborus, I think is his name. Yeah, something something like that. Um yeah. Stanny Glover. Stanny Glover, Bar Barbatus. Barbatus Bar- Barbatus. Uh and he the comes names over. were all over the place for this, right? We got Z, we got Bala, Mandible, Gene Hackman, Weaver, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Chip is Dan Aykroyd, Queen is Anne Bancroft. Uh um Azteca is Gelo. Muffy. Barbados, Azteca. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Jim Cummings did some voices. That's cool. They had a powerhouse of voice voice acting, I feel, or just acting in, in general as, as well. Um, but he rolls over to Danny Glover, who's uh doesn't look so hot because he's a decapitated head. Um and Z <sighs> He comes, this is affecting me a lot, obviously, but even watching it this time, it's like, I couldn't tell if they were trying to be funny or not. And then I realized sure. they're not, yeah. but I was real. I was like feeling very confused because I'm like, this could be a funny scene if you wanted to be like a real dark comedy. Cause there's like this line that he says, that's like, you're going to be okay. I just got to go find your body. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> totally, dude. And he's like trying to, be, but then I realized, like, so no, he's just trying to be sincere and make him feel better, which makes it even more sad. And and he's just like, hold me, and he just picks up his head and is like talking to his, this dude's head, and like a very nice person that was protecting him is just not only dead, but you like mutilated, and and you see his final dying words like be an individual like be yourself yeah and like just in the brief moments that i met you Mm -hmm. i was i you know danny glover realizes instead of talking about anything else more so like about his life he's just like z you've i want to tell you how great you know how great this interaction's been and you need to find yourself and just (laughs) so 
clean cut of like let me just you know it's like forrest gump or something i I don't know the thesis forward yeah Yeah, like i've I've known you for yeah for a second and i'm gonna give you the life-affirming thing that you need to get to the next (laughs) plot point of the movie um bye (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, in a nutshell you should write a review of that and uh what is it box the uh where you write reviews of just oh it's more common what is that called they've talked about it on doughboys it's like letterbox letterbox yeah there's like a movie app oh, uh-huh. just, oh yeah. like movies that are <laughs> movies that are forrest gump <laughs> no, no just like uh that uh what you just said about like I am here to tell you how much you've impacted me and to like say that, <laughs> no, those, you know, those moments. Yeah. <laughs> that's your review on letter. <laughs> Scenes where someone tells them exactly what they exactly need to what hear. They need. <laughs> to, yeah. It's like further the plot. <laughs> yeah. Cause you see like everything else around the movie, like kind of drying up and wrap. And then it's like, okay, well the, the next one I would say would be, was it Spider-Man three? I think there's this moment where, uh uh is it whatever the osborne the young harry osborne uh franco is like uh about he's like about to kill spider-man he has spider-man and then like the butler who you've never seen the butler throughout any of the movies shows up he's like mr osborne i've been watching you since you were a child and i have to tell you something and he like tells him like all this stuff about like i don't know his dad you are particular i want to let everybody know because you are particularly scarred by this movie oh that one oh spider-man 3 spider-man 3 yeah that's another this is what i want to get out to the the (laughs) listeners is that a thing to know about james is he is very scarred by this movie and i go to movies on my birthday a lot he he loved like i've done that for a lot of birthday parties you know, yes, you've you are known as the guy who had birthdays, or we would go to movies on your birthday, and the, yeah, you've told me numerous times about going to that with a bunch of people, and just did you leave? I can't remember. Did you leave before it ended? No, you saw the whole thing. No, right? we. It was like I was in. Somebody- I was in. I think I did a play that night or something as well. Yeah. I was in like a play, and then we were going to like the midnight showing was a big thing to do at that time. And we saw the midnight showing of Spider-Man three. And I was like, come, come along. I think I was like 16 or something. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but I still have, I don't know. I have, it's, it's turned to fond memories for me. It's not sure, scarring. It's, it's so like, silly. Yeah. it's so, cause oh, I remember right. all yeah. of us were just like reached a point and most people do in that movie when he's walking down the street with his emo hair doing like mm-hmm, the strut sure. thing. Like it's, 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 I mean, iconic at this point, but we were chu- <laughs> we were chuckling so hard that like i think <sighs> okay. we just yeah i could feel the energy of the whole the- theater i in my mind kind of changed because we were in the top right and we were just kind of start laughing and then i could feel everyone else kind of get in on it too a little bit and then i don't know it was like that it turned from like a frustration to like this is ridiculous i can't and then everyone's but i do remember everyone kind of looking at me like james why don't you drag us here <laughs> you know but but you if you have your birthday my birthday is star wars day may may the fourth may the fourth be with you and if you have a birthday around that time and you are a young young man boy uh this is right around the time i i mean superhero movies are coming out every year 
at the beginning of summer. And so if you, if you take note, I'm sure, I don't know, I could probably look up like release date, May 4th, 2022. And I could see like, what's, what's coming out this, this year. I don't, okay. It's not coming up quick enough, but like, it's always, it's always a superhero movie is okay. Dr. Strange. There it is. Dr. Strange is coming out in May of, of this year. So if I was in high school, I'd be like, everyone, we got to go see Dr. Strange. The multiverse of madness is coming out in, in May on my birthday. And that's what I would do. Like the mummy returns. I saw like count of Monte Cristo, I think, or that might've, yeah, it's, it's, it's what I would do. I love, I love the movies. That's why we're doing a movie podcast, but it, it is. I want, I'm glad we went on that whole, whole tangent because yeah, it's just, to think about those characters that show up and just tell you, I feel like that happens a lot in superhero movies in general too, but just, oh my God, just yeah, kind of like, why they're so boring. Sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Cause there's, there's not a whole lot of like, yeah, it, there's not really a struggle. It's people just kind of leading you along. On, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, in order to have those battles, you have to have exposition dumps. You got to yes. get those ex- you got to get that exposition now you got to be like in order for us to have a longer battle we just got to get more information in here quicker so we'll have a character that'll be like I'm exposition man and I'm here to tell you how to get to the next part of the movie. They should have that. They should have that in the in the Marvel movies exposition man. Um and for my next point of exposition I guess would be in this movie is they get out of he he uh, comes back as a hero and then he gets the Gene Hackman is pissed. He gets the honor to go meet uh, the queen and the princess. And at this point, it should be said, too, is that Z doesn't like under he's not accepting of this. It's not like he he comes in. He's like, oh, but this mm-hmm. terrible thing happened. Yeah, he's scarred. Oh, I can't like me. Yeah, he's scarred. Yeah, absolutely. And um he then comes around to it though, right? Once he sees the applause and everyone yeah. saying, I, the posters in this movie are kind of funny to me. I, they're kind of like slip, slip in my mind at, at the moment, but something about one versus zero or something like that was one of the signs of like us one, them zero or something. <laughs> Cause they had Z and then like they had zeros like, fuck, it's kind of morbid, but okay. <laughs> Like it's like going to a funeral and bringing like a, a <laughs> yeah we rock or whatever you know it's like okay I mean <laughs> we still won <laughs> yeah. worth it <laughs> and the I don't know the crowd stuff was funny to me when like you have a crowd mob and their ants like them being simple minded is is kind of funny to me when like Gene Hackman it's like I'm gonna give you a day off after tunnel opening day and they're like oh we don't give a fuck about z anymore <laughs> like we're on your side again because we get this day off you know and uh it's just like oh yeah they're ants i don't know it's like that's kind of funny um but yeah anyways he gets to meet the queen he gets to see the princess again do i know you youch youch you know me from youch um and then something turn oh yeah they're like oh how do you know him And then she's like, I went to the bar and uh, he's like, you were flirting with my fiance and uh, you were a worker and you're trying to pretend to be a soldier. And so his reaction is to take the princess hostage and jump up, jump through the trash chute. 
and they get launched into out of the anthill. And then this is the second part that I remembered. Such a bizarre the, scene, the though, by the way. Uh, and it's pretty rushed. Totally so, so weird because our hero now is taking the queen or the princess hostage. And it's like, yeah. oh, this guy. Oh, whoa. He's actually, he's a psychopath. Because <laughs> you know? She's like not interested in him. And he's like, I've been waiting for this moment for so long. Like, let's get right. married. And, I, and it's just like, she's just like, oh, I just wanted to go to the bar for a night. And you were a guy I danced with. Like, I don't know. That's yeah. the energy I got from her. Totally. So, like, yeah. So not wanting. And uh, yeah. So he kidnaps her. Such a, yeah, a tall theme too. And it is such a, it's not a good energy for a kid's movie to have that where just another like example of him being somewhat ir- ir- like reprehensible like and or mean selfish, or yeah. selfish like, and- he's only caring about his own wants and needs and just mm-hmm. isn't willing to own up to anything and just right. takes moments as they come and thinks of the how he's going to come out on on top kind of is his version mm-hmm. of what he wants his freedom to be um, but before we go to the next portion, I would like to take a bathroom break and I will be uh, right back. So the next part of the movie is the, uh, is the second most scarring part for me. Um, this is just, <laughs> which is, uh, when they're kicked out of the anthill and then they're chased by the soldiers and then, uh, a magnifying glass slowly starts to hover over them which is uh, yeah. yeah magnifying glass ants it's i don't know it's scale to real world things is now starting to happen which right. is interesting. that's kind of yeah that's kind of interesting you don't see a face you don't see a body you really you just see like kind of of a hand and yep. uh and a magnifying glass i get that like ants and magnifying glasses like have a connection and everything but it's a morbid one and like it plays out in a very morbid fucking way i don't know and you see the the guy, the soldier, just look up and go, it's beautiful. And then just gets like vaporized and you see his whole body turn to ash. And then you see the rest of the guys just turn to ash in this magnifying glass. And then uh, they have to run away. It's, I think the idea of the magnifying glass is, is pretty great in terms of like something for an ant to be scared of. But seeing it play out of like actually like incinerating somebody was was something to see shocking (laughs) shocking like the same as like the the war and the like i think the termite war battle i would have forgotten about right maybe would not have taken much note of had there not been a severed head that somebody picked up absolutely totally because there's elements that really like make make me like remember this movie not for a good reason though it's like those are things i'm like oh i didn't like that and i still remember it (laughs) Yeah, I don't like, remember the things I liked, you know. I just remember the things I didn't like. In Lord of the Rings, there's my favorite scene is the Helm's Deep sequence, especially when it came out because as a a boy, like a big battle was so cool and so interesting, but there is something to that that adds a lot emotional weight in a good way and this and it's earned. I guess is really more specifically what I'm talking about and 
I think there is something cool about the movie trying to be epic and trying to be a large scale, mm. have this mm-hmm. big battle, because I think it would be pitched as this is going to be really cool for like young kids. They're going to be into this, mm-hmm. you know, the termites having the ability to spray um, like acid on uh, and whatnot. But it, it, yeah, again, it's the severed head of it all. Mm-hmm. That is way too emotional for this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, uh, I brought up the Lord of the Rings, uh, like, you know, example, but that's also visually more conducive to that battle because it is so gritty and real. This is a cartoon. So again, it just like so many parts that we are points that we've made that are talking and criticizing about how this movie is a looks like it it doesn't fully look like a kid's movie but it's supposed to be a kid's movie and then when you have a sequence when some <laughs> ant just gets vaporized or a, or somebody's head gets dismembered that stuff is the tonal shift is too much there's it's, a lot of not, there's a lot of kills and kills in this movie like so these guys get get vaporized we had a dude well a whole two separate armies uh get vanquished and talking to a de- decapitated head they take their trip. Uh, well, you get stuck in some water. You know, they they have their moments like they're kind of like back, like snippy at each other. He's kind of like indifferent to her because uh, she's not interested in him. So he's just kind of like, well, you can do. And he's she's being very like condescending to him. It's very like romancing the stone. Very um, much so. And so he's just kind of like, I'm going to go off on my own to Insectopia. And she is about to go on her own, own as well until she meets a praying mantis and is like, Oh no. Okay. I'll go with you. Um, but they get to what they think is insectopia, which is this picnic. And this gets to the next death in the movie, which I forgot about this one, but this is pretty mortifying as well. I don't know. It was like pretty sad to see. Uh, so you see these wasps come up, you see Dan Aykroyd and, and his wife wasp, and they're very lovey dovey towards each other. They're like very like, racist or like specious towards <laughs> oh no they're very elitist elitist what they towards um, they're towards described the, by some as liberals which was really interesting <laughs> like that sort of like look at i don't know self-righteous liberal, self-righteous guess, for so sure kind of just like mm-hmm. look at us like caring we have to help these yeah and her hobby is is helping the like you know the little ant people oh. and mm-hmm. it's not yeah it's like a pastime or uh, yeah it's an interesting character in a subtlety that a child like i don't know doesn't fully get who that character is i i feel like and these these kind of subtle little things like even like when when woody allen gets turned down by her he's like some says something about like you're gonna miss out on all my erotic fantasies or something i don't know he says like erotic fantasy or something yeah when he's turned down and, and so it's just like there's there's a, there's some stuff thrown out that's just definitely went over my head, but also it's like when that stuff is going over your head as a child, you were getting bored. And I think I was just getting bored when some of these conversations were happening because they were going over my head. And I, I was just kind of like, Oh, these are just like adults talking. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a great way to describe it too, is why. Yeah. Again, it's not effective as a kid's movie because of these things. And then I think adults at that time are tuning in a little bit because the Sharon, like if you were to just think about, you know, 
think about them as Woody Allen and Sharon Stone and kind of move past the disgusting visuals. Like <laughs> that re- repartee is fun. Like, I think you're enjoying that a little bit, but yeah. Uh, and that uh, my fantasies, um, I guess I'll remove you from my most exotic fantasies oh, okay. or something to that effect. Um, was in a, another Woody Allen movie. And oh just, my, I figured there was stuff like that going on where they were, where he was doing stuff like that. That was like reference of like, yeah so for a french yeah or just like stuff for the mm-hmm. adults and you know not all the kids will will get and stuff and they, i don't know or even just like i i'm pessimistic enough for the both of us or stuff like that or like you i mm-hmm. and, and just kind of calling himself out being self uh defeating a, a little bit or right. aggrandizing I, and and it's just uh it's like it's going over my head a bit and uh this this scene they're trying to eat the sandwich and they're eating the plastic instead. And uh, when they're talking to the wasp, peop- the wasps keep calling them people, but wasps. And uh, oh, which is which is funny. Because, yeah. White Anglo-Saxon Protestants as well. So that's a commentary on society because that would also be. That's why I guess it was weird about the liberals, but like wasp is so white Anglo-Saxon Protestant is I how didn't even make that connection. <laughs> yeah. It's like some, a lot of like East coast elites would be, would be that. Uh-huh. And there is that. Yeah. That's Dude, totally, that's a funny one. I didn't even make that, that connection. Uh, um, and, yeah. But then also, yeah, you mentioned scale. It is fun when you see, and this is like, I loved honey. I shrunk the kids as a, as a child and stuff too. And toy story had just come out. And this is a great avenue into this kind of animation where you're not animating humans. You're animating small microcosms of, of life, uh, whether it's ma- making toys come to life or you're doing insects. It makes sense why these would be the first kind of movies to try to do something like this and to have that kind of detail on everyday objects. This was, this was kind of fun to see. Um, and then that's probably also why I don't know, like B movie and shit came out like after this, no. and stuff, which is like another, I think this movie and that movie were both kind of like cursed if I'm going to use like internet mm. slang, <laughs> but just the whole, the whole look of it and everything. But, um, Dan Aykroyd's wife, Muffy Jane, Jane Curtin, uh, gets swatted by yeah, brutal. A, a fly swatter and then like you see her like die and then she gets smushed by a shoe like immediately after um mm-hmm. which was yeah just like pretty rough to see, whatever you feel about those characters and stuff is like pretty rough rough to see um yeah because so, i mean right before she gets killed they're like there's a whole bit of their really lovey-dovey because he's very supportive yeah. of her helping out these you know these they love each other yeah and then, you know, Woody Allen's got something to say about it where, yeah, to the effect of, you know, get a room or whatever. And then she gets brutally murdered. <laughs> yeah. And which sends Dan Aykroyd's <laughs> character into a drunken, into a drunken drunk, stupor, which I didn't yeah, get just that, sp- that part as a child either. Of like, Right. I, I don't yeah. know. But they they go through this. Whole, I mean, you like, know what? It's it's. I mean, I get it though. He just brood, lost his wife and saw her die. Yeah, like, I didn't get the yeah, dr- he, I didn't get the he, drunken he, flying part. I guess I, I don't. I probably mm, didn't. Sure. <laughs> but him being at the and he was literally at the bottom of a bottle, like he was yeah, inside of a bottle when when they found him, and uh, yeah, like I totally get it. <laughs> 
know, that, that, yeah, that's a, that's, yeah, he's not, that's, a, he's not a, that's the next death. And that's the next person to deal with the trauma of that, the fallout of that situation. The same way that Z, when he first showed up back in the anthill was like, no, I'm not okay. And things are things that just happened. Like I'm not okay with either. And you got, why are people acting like this? And it it's just hard yes. to see probably as a child to see someone like have to go through through something in, in some sort of way or, or just see the fallout of, of those things and see death. There's just a lot of death in, in this movie. You've already seen it by this point. You've seen a lot. And um, then the Bala gets stuck on the gum of the shoe. Then you yeah. get the whole shoe action scene. Um, and then I think it cuts back to some more political intrigue and then they get launched into the, tr- into the trash with the penny um they go this is insectopia and it's a bunch of trash with a bunch of food and uh and bugs and there's like this shitty cover of what's the song it's like it's some shitty cover of like a very very popular song i forget yeah it's i can see clearly now yeah they didn't do the real like the original Mm -hmm. version of the song it's like this i don't know just this the same way this movie is like a hollow version of bugs life that song was like a hollow version of like the real song almost i not it just didn't it wasn't it wasn't as full as like the real the real one um but there was like a little like i don't know 90s cover and uh of them montage of them doing a bunch of fun bug stuff which as a child you're like hell yeah this is what i'm here i'm here to see a bunch of bugs like playing around in big food and riding earthworms through an apple and uh and enjoying themselves like th- this is the first like moment of joy i feel <laughs> feel like yeah. at least for the main character you know stallone totally. was, like enjoyed working or whatever but this is like oh he knows z can have fun and they like have a relationship and they like each other and it's like cool uh yeah but i'm just it was kind of rapid firing through the rest of this like christopher, oh, christopher yeah. walken like rolls up and you know, I know he makes his turn at the end of the movie, but he does do a swift punch to the stoner hippie hippie bugs, which as a child, I do. Very bohemian. Very bohemian. Is what he said. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> as a child, I do remember the, my my one laugh and the thing that I like, I think I quoted. I think I saw it with the neighbor kid and my I saw the movie oh, with. The I think. poop bit. The poop, the poop bit. bit. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, the poop this is tastes funny. like crap. It is crap. Crap. Cool. 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 Yeah. And I was like, as as a kid, it feels so funny to replicate that exchange of like, this tastes like crap. It is crap. Cool. Like, I don't know. They talk. That's right. Those jokes are in Shrek a lot more. And that's why Mm. I think, you know, it's more successful is because it has more of those types of jokes. You're so right. but yeah, this movie doesn't. It's just Woody Allen. Like so much of the jokes are centered around Woody Allen being Woody Allen. You're and so uh, right. Yeah, it, it, that's uh, that was the wrong call. <laughs> that was the wrong call. I'm you f- should have wrote jokes. You shouldn't just have. How can Woody Allen say things funny? Yeah, it definitely moves you through the plot, which maybe from a production standpoint was like better because they're not like, oh, we got to come up with jokes and there's got to be more characters because that's the thing, too, about this movie that is so different from all the other animated movies that we talk about is those movies are so filled to the brim with characters. And there's so few of them in here, like the the Mm. list of people that matter is like eight, you Mm -hmm. know, and you know, not to say that every auxiliary, like 
auxiliary character needs to be like matter a whole bunch but yeah it's just once we get to insectopia it is such a breath of fresh air because previously it's all just been either woody allen and sharon stone or gene hackman and um christopher walken but then further of that it's just the ants and the ants mm-hmm. were just really not fun so much and pretty boring um, and then he doesn't bring to- anyone back from his journey as well he has his journeys mm-hmm. but yeah i guess i'm just thinking again of bug's life where he goes and he right all the, all he brings him back oh back and it's God, like, that movie's now so you good. see the combining of the worlds mm-hmm. and how and then those characters have changed him and he's right. bringing that change back with him and what happens in this movie he's like hey i haven't changed a single fucking bit like the world around me has and that's all that matters i'm still the fucking same and i can do the same things i've always wanted to do the same like and i'll never change and it's all fine uh i i yeah but i just love heimlich and all those extra bugs life characters are are so fun and it's like you you see though yeah like the little hero's journey through uh z going going on his adventures and learning and then coming back to the people but his i don't know who is he like what what does he represent like the people or like the ants like just have like he's a myth he's a legend or whatever and like that's all they kind of know about him but he doesn't know what he fully represents he just knows that he has like this kind of power so when he comes back he knows that people have been talking about him and stuff and it's just like there's no his what are his convictions like what are and and especially arriving back he's like i just have to save the colony and like i i want the colony to keep on existing and and to not have some evil guy i guess that's gonna wipe everyone out but just that like he doesn't have the aspirations and the convictions of him are pretty loosey-goosey and they're pretty like muddled and lukewarm and so when he Mm -hmm. when he comes back and yeah it's like the queen is, is kind of complacent as well. And, and I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 it's coming. And then all these people like look up to Z for a reason that isn't fully known to either party. And he, and he just does a quick inspirational sort of spiel. And, uh, and then they save each other from the, the flood that the um, Gene Hackman had planned. Um, but also before that, there's a torture scene. Also, by the way, there's a torture scene in this movie too. Sylvester Stone gets straight up fucking tortured, uh, by Gene Hackman. Um, there's just, there's violence, man. There's just, there's just like violence and torture and death. And when you see all the water coming in on those ants, um, there's like, they're freaking out. They're like, no. And then like the water's rushing in and yeah, it really felt like Titanic. There's like sad music playing and, and everything. And it's, uh, it's, it's kind of upsetting to see, but they, should I keep, keep going? They climb up. No, no. I, I mean, I, yeah. It, and then they live happily ever after. I think just like they live know. happily ever the same as was before. The same as was before. You're okay with it now. That's yeah. just, that's such an interesting, I just keep resonating on that. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, no, no, they, no. They, it just they, made they, me, uh, yeah. throw Gene, Gene Hackman falls and you see his body just like fucking smash, smack, <laughs> smash against that branch. <laughs> I 
there's no it's like you get the classic disney sort of like fall but it's not like into it's like fade into blackness yeah. yeah they like fall into a cave and you don't see what happens to them there's just a shot of like gene hackman splats on the <laughs> branch and then z goes into the water and then oh man just yeah dunzo brutal fucking brutal, brutal. And christopher walken has his turn um this, he stepped he stepped up that's how gene hagman got essentially mm-hmm. off because it was like uh christopher walken punches up stands for him no real reason <sighs> there's yeah it's, was it's so, so, so casual yeah, his turn fucking was just like not earned whatsoever unearned turn what unearned turns next segment Damn, <laughs> <laughs> there's some good ones in there. some heaters <laughs> throwing out some heaters tonight. <laughs> um yeah man um no we're at the end of this and like yeah i just uh, i man yeah this this movie um it's not uh, it's not a memorable experience in a good way like still what i will remember about this movie is like bugs like rip off talking to a decapitated head like downer vaporization downer (laughs) downer of a movie like it's a fucking downer man and we continue to to riff off the John Mulaney bit every now and then on this podcast, I feel like, but not funny. Not funny. It's not <laughs> funny. And this is a, this is supposed to be it's not supposed to be you can it can be whatever it, it wants to be, but it's like it's gotta little, earn it no matter what light, it does. Be a little more lighthearted <laughs> for the love of uh Jimmy Christmas. I mean, come <laughs> on now. It's it's just it's 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 dark. Uh Ooh, and yeah, ugly ooh, shoved a st- ugly somebody shoved a stick up somebody's butt and it's uh making them have a poopy attitude <laughs> <laughs> that's what i gotta say <laughs> you said it <laughs> but i said that and you said that but i would james i would really like to hear what other people are saying about yes that. let the, oh i love that uh let's 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 find out uh brandini um we uh, for the reminder this is a certified fresh movie uh, by the critics. It in hot, spicy, 92%, which, by the way, 92. If, if you're curious, if you're curious, anyone out there, if you check that Bugs Life uh, score, guess what it's going to be? The same score. It is the same. <laughs> it's the same score. Sorry, I got that really loud, but it is the same score. 92% certified fresh bugs life. 92. This is where it's like critics are so far up their own ass somehow or whatever this, this tab, how this tabulating service is working on, on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. They fucking rated bugs life and ants the same. <laughs> like it's the exact, it's like the exact same number. It's like some cruel joke. Um, I, I can't believe it. Uh, so let's find out how the uh, we'll start with critics uh, from little snippets on Rotten Tomatoes when someone's trying to look for a movie to watch um, this is I don't know a way to do it you check out some reviews you check out Rotten Tomatoes scores and you start reading some of these snippets so let's uh, take a look at Richard Schickel from uh, Time Magazine kids may be puzzled by rebellious worker ants chanting Marxist slogans but their parental guides may welcome the relief from the prevailing blandness of family films. This is like saying the parental guides are going to have fun. Yeah. And that's, mm. yeah. It, and it's not bland. This is, is what 
he's saying. It's hmm. taking some. It's taking some. Is it so edgy? Uh, that's edgy. I guess yeah, that, that's what, that's what must be so exciting as a critic because again, mm-hmm. like I, I I don't think we fully understand because we weren't adults at the time that this came out of how make like over parents are of Disney mm. movies and how know? family and, friendly and like like sure clean and censored it is sort of thing Uh maybe or like just princess stories or or whatever of like happy and it's like yeah maybe this was kind of like a shock to the system a little bit especially when you're starting to see cg stuff coming around it's like oh with this kind of like animation maybe we can make it a little bit more adult or show it doesn't have to be just yeah like Mm -hmm. making uh anthropomorphized animals you know get into silly situations it's like oh how, how do we cut in you know let's get into yeah. the human what is this, psyche what is this dream yeah, let's, thing this is yeah <laughs> this is new this is different yeah i could i could see critics just being like we want to applaud this type of filmmaking mm-hmm. and push it forward and that's our responsibility as critics um we got our old friend peter travers from rolling stone yeah peter ants is refreshingly naughty and nice yeah not true (laughs) i think peter travers has taken the responsibility as santa claus and can't decide uh what to attribute ants naughty and nice you can't do that peter you can't do that as santa claus peter you gotta pick naughty or nice he's just pleading the fifth on santa claus duty (laughs) yeah that's right i saw fat man (laughs) And by the way, we're also in Rotten Tomatoes territory, so you got to be hyperbolic and pick one or the other. You got to be either rotten or fresh. You can't be anywhere in the middle. Um, Lisa Schwartzbaum, Entertainment Weekly. Ants is about the relief felt by star actors freed from the constraints of their physical selves and the egos that go with them. It's really like speaking to the actor process of that. Um, Gene Siskel. And that is an interesting Chicago Tribune, Tribune distinctive delightful um Michael O'Sullivan Washington Post that's ant entertainment oh wow <laughs> oh, yeah nice uh Janet Maslin New York Times ants works best just showing off its prodigious voice talent and playing lightheartedly with the curious possibilities of a buggy world Yep, you got that voice talent. I think even to like the detriment they had like it like distracted them from the movie is the fact that they had like this this all this amazing voice voices to to choose from. I'm gonna do uh I'll do the old Roger Ebert, I guess, to finish it out. Um he gave it a three and a half out of four. It enters into a microscopic world and makes it into a world so vast and threatening that comparisons with Star Wars are not unjustified. Roger Ebert compared this movie to Star Wars. I mean, I mean, this is probably around prequel time. I, I don't know. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> let's go on to uh, some uh, some not so happy. <laughs> this is a critic. We don't get these very often, Brandon. We have to say, like, uh, we don't get. We don't do the critics ones as often. Like critics, we had a say, freak of it well, on purpose. But that we was like purpose. But if I don't know, it's like yeah. I think the majority of the list that I've kind of formed and everything, 
and maybe that's maybe it's bias or just maybe the more popular movies tend to be yeah the audience favorite or the popular polarizing movies within our list have veered more on the side of audience favorite and this one is a critic's favorite so it's it's interesting to to see critics really defend something um and let's hear some audience members trash it baby uh we got some one-star reviews from from audience members um let's let's check it out uh from amber bridgewater one star out of five inappropriate language this movie should not be rated PG. It can it contains several cuss words as and is inappropriate for children. Uh, Shopaholic Mama titled "This is not appropriate for small children." It has several four letter words and lots of adult innuendo. It is definitely not a movie we will watch again. Uh, Amazon customer oh so anonymous one star out of five showed this to my fourth graders and it was not meant for them. Are, are you getting the theme here? Yeah. Um, Casey, one star out of five. This movie is horrible. How in the world can it be rated? Dot, dot, dot. Uh, this movie. Oh, it's not title. It's just the whole review. Sorry. This movie is horrible. <laughs> How in the world can it be re- rated for children when it contains horrible language? Yep. Error. M. Hong, one star. Violent movie, not for kid. Um, William F. Hillman. Not a movie for children. My wife and I were both very disappo- disappointed with the language and the sexual comments. We gave it away. Uh-huh. HR, Not Bugs Life, titled Not Bugs Life. Kids hated it. The kids hated it, he says. They, not only him, but he <laughs> says, like, well, the kids, I, like, I wasn't even there. They told me <laughs> they didn't like it. <laughs> um, another anonymous, titled Not Appropriate for Kids. Not only this movie is boring, portrays ants drinking in a bar, swear words, ant talking with his head cut off. Well, this is just a short list of the many, many inappropriate scenes in this movie. This movie is not for kids, but it is not mature enough for adults. <laughs> right. such a good way to put it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the perfect way to put it. Nailed it. I feel like that's another list on Letterboxd. Not for kids, but not mature enough for adults. I think I think there's like a there's a weird subsect there. Um. Yeah, and then there's just occasional reviews of this is on Amazon to people saying that their DVD doesn't work. Um, oh, yeah, terrible movie. My husband and I tried to watch with this with our three year old, and none of us could get through it. Such a bad movie. Boring, boring, boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a long one, longer one that seems. Like it's just expressing similar, similar points in terms of like profanity. Um, oh wait, there's, oh wait, it gets interesting. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it. This will be the last one. Cause this, this I think makes a turn at the end. That's kind of interesting. And the sentiments, uh, D base D bass one stars titled simply laughable in the sentiments of the review below. This movie is, uh, is for neither children nor adults. I first saw it with a couple of friends in the theater, thinking that another computer graphics movie would be pretty interesting to see. I like Toy Story very much, but this is literally the complete opposite. Throughout the movie, I sat with my popcorn untouched, mouth open, in disbelief. Some of the visuals (laughs) are a little much for kids, and also there's some profanity along with a few scant sexual remarks, which makes absolutely no senses whatsoever since we're not talking about ants in this film and not humans. As I walked out of the... I mean, I don't know. Ants could probably be horny too, but I don't need to see it. Um, 
as I as I walked out of the You've always said that. I've always said that. <laughs> Ants can be horny, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Get a room. God, if I had a nickel every time. <laughs> um Going on, as I walked out of the theater, I made a beeline from the nearest restroom and promptly threw up. Whoa. I was completely disgusted with how DreamWorks had produced the film. The only oh. good aspect, <laughs> he threw up. <laughs> it's the production that made you throw up. It's not the de- severed head. It was the production of it. DreamWorks, I gotta get out of here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't even like, what did he throw up? It was like his belly was empty. He didn't even put the popcorn in it. Um, going on. The only good aspect of it was some of the music, which was pretty good. <laughs> He's just like jamming to that ant song. Yeah. Um, think about it. A romance involving ants. Do yourself and your kids a favor and skip this one. Although I didn't see it. Bugs life might be somewhat better. <laughs> you didn't even see that one. That's so funny. Someone saw just this movie and bugs. Life. Like, There's gotta I, be a lot yeah. of people like that out there yeah this that one was from 2000 that's that's pretty interesting i'm gonna do one more just because this one is from 1999 april 21st and that'll be the last one i know i i'm there's just this is fascinating starfish mom 845 not suitable for young viewers i purchased this movie thinking it was a child's movie usually i preview a movie move movie before allowing my child to view it Having recently Good. seen Bugs Life, however, I was lax about ants and didn't check it out first. I was horrified the first time my four-year-old son said, who the hell is this? A direct quote from the movie. <laughs> he had nightmares about decapitation for weeks. This is not a child's movie. Very disappointing. So the kid learned hell, how to say hell, who the hell yeah. is this, and had nightmares about ant heads talking to him, probably. <laughs> This might be. Way to go, movie. I think my mom wrote this <laughs> review. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> um, so let's see. Yeah, let's get to final thoughts. A. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who wants? Who wants to go first? Who wants? Shall I do it? I'll do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this movie was an overall bummer. Uh, from how it looked visually. Uh which was just generally pretty ugly. And I didn't like how the ants kind of looked very indistinct from each other. They were all kind of like a big brown mass against other brown. uh, And that wasn't very like appealing. Um, Some of the stuff when they got into the world and, and like playing with scale and stuff like that was effective at this time. And I remember the zoom out at the very end and showing just the small, area that they were inhabiting that was kind of a satisfying little shot there too to give it you know think of like some props to give it uh yeah great i mean voice cast i i guess would be something else um but this just like is a true like miss of the mark for me this movie uh and it's fine because dreamworks goes on to do many other successful things but i don't think this movie should be remembered in any other way besides some of the contextual things about it, to be honest, about why it exists. Um, it's comparison to bugs life, uh, the creation of DreamWorks and the beginnings of it leading up to Shrek and beyond and everything. I think that stuff is worthwhile to, to think about. And, uh, you know, if you've gotten this far into this podcast, I mean, maybe I guess you've seen it. If you, if you haven't, I would straight up not recommend it, 
it's not it's not necessary to see. And if you are in the mood, you have a better version of it, straight up a better version, very similar in Bug's life. Um, so it's it's inescapable to not bring that one up when there is just a straight up better version that came out within with in the same year. Um, but I, uh, I liked most of the voice acting. I, I have to say Woody Allen was distracting and, uh, some of the stuff I don't think landed well because everything was so muddled and throwaway lines and like matter of fact sort of tone that I think it needed to be more punchy for a child or even, you know, a big dummy like me that's just wants like something more just straightforward in like a, a kid's movie and like a and maybe it is straightforward in some ways but if you're gonna have that it should be illuminated with comedy and and jokes and fun things to look at or like characters that want to be there and it it, it was didn't make me want to be there because of a lot of the pessimistic attitude of not only the characters but the movie um, language and how it was speaking to me was not giving me like hope or admiration or empathy or love for these characters as I wanted to. Um, and when I was empathetic, I was more horrified and, and saddened by how they were being treated in a lot of ways. And, uh, just not an overall enjoyable movie watching experience. And, I can speak to this as only seeing it twice, once as an eight-year-old boy and once again as a 30-year-old man. And I, I feel like I've seen both sides of it. I was very indifferent as a child. And now I'm just like, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't like this movie. I, I don't like this movie. This, is, this, this was not uh, enjoyable, fun. Um, and it was, a, it was a bore. And it serves as a representation of like, where animation is going to go and people like DreamWorks just trying stuff out and they did. And this is like visual evidence of it, but it is a fucking crime that is, it is rated the same as uh, bugs life on, uh, on rotten tomatoes. And this just like rotten tomatoes system. Clearly there's, there's a bug in the system. Maybe you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but before I give my, my final number, I like to do my little thing where I, go through my notes and try to say some lines that I thought were might be funny or any other notes that I, uh, that I'm, that I might've liked, but, um, yeah, influence their political process with campaign contributions. That's like someone says like, do that instead of, uh, instead of trying to, who says someone, someone tells them to tell Z like to do that instead of trying to like fight or something. It's like, why don't you just, and that I just that line was in this movie, just even out of context, like saying those things in a kid's movie influence their political process. Why don't you just influence their political process with can, campaign contributions? Um, it's just like speaking so high above a child's uh, understanding and, and head it's, and everything. Yeah. But parents are going to love that, right? Oh, yeah, they love that line. They love the lines like buzz off pawn of the oppressor. Yeah. All we are saying is give Z a chance. chance. That's right. Um, Dan Aykroyd, the wasps uh, call the ants Euro trash, Mm -hmm. which I thought was just 
damn they were, yeah it was just yeah I, I just like these pompous kind of snooty you know waspy liberals <laughs> yeah um my big strong pheromone factory i think is what the wasp says to the dan Aykroyd. Mm. um yeah you was an ant with idea oh that was just so a line that i didn't understand why they said whatever i'm just gonna move past it he was an ant with ideas i i don't never mind um yeah and then i guess we'll just finish off with uh the the line that finishes it off the movie i'm right back where i started but this time i chose it um this is gonna get a Ugh. 21 percent for me yeah Blech. Blech. Yucky. bad taste in my Yuck. mouth after that one i don't know yeah i mean my review is going to be brief because uh this movie is not enjoyable um it doesn't succeed in the things that it's doing other than creating a movie that is a, C- a CGI movie. And so I agree with you that that's going to, you know, cause it adds to the, uh, the history and what happens with that medium and making art in a different way and making it so popular and mm. relatively profitable uh, is, is cool because yeah, just like what Miyazaki does in Japan is storytelling through cartoons and through like anapromorphized uh, uh, like animals that have these pretty classic um, fables or things like that. But that, this movie doesn't have any, I, I, you know, that's Miyazaki. That's better movies than this. This movie is not good. Like the reviews, I completely agree. It just it doesn't succeed at doing the at being a kids movie, and then uh, and yeah, that's such enough. a great yeah way to way to criticize it. Yeah, totally. It is my favorite criticism of this movie, and uh, yeah, so I did enjoy the voice performances for sure, but all of it too is very like this is kind of a paycheck. Um, or maybe they're just sold on a bill of goods, uh, you know, about, oh, this is going to be just so revolutionary. But, uh, yeah, just looking at what the script is, there's just a, it just, to me, it seems like you're, like you said, at a point uh, in this conversation about, like, doing it just to do it. I think you're more so wanting to do this because the technology's there. Um, and then also to a little bit, it seems in spite of it, given the history um, surrounding the, mo- the making of this movie, I get that Katzenberg does want to just ha- like, again, make movies and also for, uh, yeah, make uh, in spite of Disney, because a criticism you can have of Disney, and I'm sure in particular at the uh, uh, at the time is it's so cookie cutter it's so generic it's so um soft and you want to bring some edge and into the mtv generation you want to there's hip hop hip hop's a big deal action movies have just gotten you know pretty bigger and badder and all of that and you're trying to meet the market where it's at mm-hmm. and you have ideas to do that. So all of that context is interesting, but it doesn't 
make the you know it doesn't make if you were just to look at the movie make it good this movie visually is uh miserable to look at you just cringe you like you literally cringed right there (laughs) i just like thinking about because i am a very visual person and i love aesthetics a lot um and this uh there's so little soul in this there there are times yeah where seeing you know the trash can of uh insectopia you know in the distance and there's just all of this kind of trash but life happening and the bohemia I, I that stuff i'm really into where there is so much life breathed into that but there this movie is so lifeless otherwise and um yeah so i would give this movie a 12 percent um i wouldn't recommend it just talk about it <laughs> Ask somebody if they've seen it, if they've seen it, oh, how do you like the movie? And then leave the conversation on that. Do you need to go see it? I don't think anybody's ever, you're never really going to meet somebody who's like, oh, go see Ants. Well, maybe you will, but. It's always going to be in relation to Bugs Life. You're going to be like, oh, there's this other movie that let you hear about that one that came out like around the same time. Noticeably better. Do you know why that came? It's all the surrounding stuff around it that is just Mm -hmm. like interesting and the actual process of watching it is not recommended by either of us. And here at Polarized Podcast, we cannot condone the watching or partaking of ants. Uh, yeah. Please consult your local uh, podcast directory for other <laughs> recommendations that we might have for you. But this is not it. This isn't it. This isn't the one. Yeah, this is definitely a hard pass on the Polarized cast. Uh, <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, Pat. <laughs> See, we know how to have fun. Too bad this movie doesn't. Well, wish I had a soundboard. I know. Um, I, what other sound? What other sounds? Are just like uh, just a big foghorn. No, how about a? <laughs> I got you. I got you. Youch. Ooh. Youch. Boop, boop. Right back at you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. we're doing visual dances so know, anybody yeah, if you want to see yeah. this uh you know we do these uh recordings live um uh on twitch uh twitch.tv slash polarized pod if you ever want to hear these discussions um, that is the one that's the one I'm, I'm talking about right there that's that's good that's good quality entertainment right right there that's that's entertainment as as one would say, you can see what dance we're doing right now. What this dance looks like. You don't even know. But yeah, what, what, you don't even you, you don't, don't even know, know you loser. <laughs> 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 All right. So now I want I'm as pessimistic as the movie is now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I blame the movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie put put me in a mood too, I think. But well, I okay. As I've said always, it's like I I have had way more fun talking about it than watching it and uh that's sure, that's the fun fun stuff and this warranted discussion at least it wasn't like a complete like bore in the sense that i'm like i have nothing to talk about i always think i'm gonna have i'm gonna have less to talk about than when we actually get here it always explodes into uh, a, 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 a fl- just a whole flurry of uh conversation is is to be had here and uh and we love it um thank you for joining us we're gonna talk about our yep. next movie i threw i threw some ideas your way uh, great brandini in the in the chat uh if you will if you want to take a look at those i was thinking something dramatic maybe i, I 
Or what, yeah. what kind of what kind of what kind of well are you kind of want to dip into? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think something something hard hitting sounds cool. Yeah, I feel like we've been in kind of like action adventure comedy. I I wanted to do an animated family one this past week. I thought the only other one that fit that bill was maybe like Hotel Transylvania. Um, mm. I'll I'll maybe throw two choices at you between those ones that I or do you have one that you like that you wanna that you wanna pick right now? Or no, I want to. I I, I want to hear your two choices first. Oh, I, it, the hard hitting dramas. I guess I was gonna pick were if we wanted to stay in the same time period, it would be Perfect Storm, right? Um, or if we want to go to a more modern film, uh, Collateral Beauty, which I really it, don't know much about. I but, was gonna say I don't know what Collateral Beauty is. Yeah, take here. I'll I'll uh, I'll pull it up right here, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it. I know because what collateral is, but mm-hmm. this is a very low score from the critics, which has me interested. It's a fourteen percent from the critics. It is a sixty-four percent from audience. Oh my god, I would love to do this. Um, I'll read the description. When a successful yeah. New York advertising executive suffers a great tragedy, mm-hmm. he retreats from life. While his concerned friends try desperately to reconnect with him, he seeks answers from the universe by writing letters to love, time, and death. When his notes bring unexpected personal responses, he begins to understand how these constants interlock in a life fully lived and how even the deepest loss can reveal moments of meaning and beauty. Wow. Powerful. Wow. (laughs) Absolutely. I want to know how that plays out. I'm curious. Me too. I'm Fan- hooked. Fantasy drama. I don't know if yeah. had that had that fusion here before. I um, know. It's, it's, yeah. Like to have a yeah, fantastical drama. Um, well, yeah, so Collateral Beauty to 2016, uh, 14% critics, 64% audience. As uh Brandini said, we are on Polarized Pod uh on Twitch. We are on uh Polarized Pod on Twitter. We are mm-hmm. polarized the pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to drop us a line, uh, request a thought idea, or if you have any like movie ideas that you think would be worthwhile to discuss, if you just want to tell us that we're great, or you want to tell us that we suck, anything goes. Um, and yeah, I think that will do it for me. Uh, Brandini. Yeah. How about you? What's, Anything, uh, any loose ends you'd like to wrap up? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> I am. <laughs> that, that, I'm sorry. I thought that was respond like that. I don't know. That just came out of me. I threw the ball your way and you hit it right back to I me. I just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the energy I threw uh, your way. You, you send it right back. I love it. So yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, you uh, shouted out the follow us. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Um, I would love to. Yeah, we because we can have discussions there or like I don't know. Yeah, if you don't want to send us an email, you can reach us. Oh at, yeah, uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be so formal. It doesn't have to be so formal. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, we're good. Great, thank you so much. Uh, and we'll see you next time for Collateral Beauty. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's so, no, Salone. Hey, good, wait, Salone is back. Salone is back. Hey, everybody. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>
Damn, bye, Stallone. <laughs> See you later. Uh, okay, bye. Oh, Love you. Bye, James. Is this wait, Stallone? While you're here, is this one of your favorite movies that you've ever done? Yeah, James, it is <laughs> my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 geez. Well, uh, well, I guess I'll see you. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> this is. This is. We've got off. Get out. We got off. Get out of here. We're out. 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 We're out